Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia brings? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, to rethink? Can I do this? Well, your host Hope Bill understands. Diagnosed as an adult, she often believes she wasn't good enough. Fear and shame were her constant companion. Until she met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. Hello and welcome back to Make Room for More podcast. My name is Hope Bill and I am your host. Today I will be talking with you about what it means to know God. I'm reminded of a text of scripture that is in Psalms 34:18 through 19. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and save such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. David is saying that the Lord will deliver us from all of our afflictions, not just some, but all. And who can make this promise and keep it? Only Jesus. And if you study the life of David long enough, you will recognize that this is just one of his many testimonies of how the Lord delivered him. Knowing God is going to look different for each of us because we all are different. We're going to face life differently. So God knows how to so lovingly measure out our days according to our personalities, according to our relationship with him. And he has goals and minds for us. And sometimes we don't know what they are. But because he sets his sights on who we can be and who we will be in him, he is able to pace our journey in such a way that when we get to the end of it or we get to an end of a certain phase of our journey, we will be able to look back and say, how much we have known him, how would, how much we have grown. And this is so precious to God to walk us through these different milestones in our life. You know, David is one of my favorite characters to study in the Bible. I've studied him for years. I love the Psalms. I'm constantly in the Psalms. I'm constantly reading these songs that he wrote. And if you notice David's writing style, And sometimes you don't really, well, actually, you don't know how long it has taken him to write these songs that he wrote to the Lord. Because they can start off kind of rough. And he's very emotional sometimes in his writings. And he will start off by seemingly even accusing God or forsaking him. Or, or, you know, why are you silent? Why aren't you listening to me? You know, will I continue to suffer? When will you deliver me? But nine times out of ten, by the time David gets to the end of that song, he's writing to the Lord. He's in a different place. And that's what I so appreciate about David. He's very raw with his emotions. I like to be able to identify with that. Knowing that I can speak my heart in a respectful way to the Lord. And I'm not going to be consumed. <laughs> I'm not going to, he's not going to zap me out of here, you know. And, and that is the heart of David. You know, he can, he shows us how to be honest with God, to be real with God. But one of the things I really like about David, he was so determined 
to get back in alignment with God. Even when it hurt, it didn't feel good. He didn't understand. He felt alone. He felt abandoned. He felt rejected. He stayed in God's face. I'm not letting you go. I'm not going to let go at all until I understand what I've done wrong. Until you have instructed me. Until you have guided me. I'm sticking to you like white on rice. That's just all it is to it. And I just so appreciate that about David. David was determined to know a level of intimacy with God that few of us even even really think about. In some ways, he reminds me of, of Moses. He just wasn't satisfied with a surface knowledge, a surface relationship with, with God. He wanted to go deeper and deeper and deeper with him. Yes, David made mistakes. No doubt about it. I mean, when you get to the place you're king and you see yourself above the law and to the place where you would plot to kill someone and that person dies, and then almost a year later, God is waiting on you to come to him with this thing. I think one of the most saddest uh, passages of scripture is when the Lord is talking to David through the prophet Nathan and the Lord is sharing with him how he feels about what David did. And this can be found in 2 Samuel chapter 12. And I'm going to read you a small passage, I think starting with verse 7. And Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king of Israel, and I delivered you out of the hands of Saul. I gave you your master's house, your master's wives, and I gave you the whole house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have given you even more. Well, it goes on to say in verse 9, Wherefore have you despised the commandments of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and you took his wife. And verse 10, Now the sword shall never leave your house, because you have despised me, and have taken the wife of Uriah to be your wife. Can you imagine the look on David's face when Nathan was talking to him? Did David think that God had forgotten that because he was king that he would not have to be punished or dealt with? And think about how long God waited for him. And think about how long God has been waiting for us. You know, it is truly his mercy that endures forever. But we also know that he will have to cut some things in mercy's sake. So we can't take his mercy for granted. But if you go to Psalms 32, David makes an interesting statement in relation to keeping God waiting. And in Psalms 32 verse 3, he says, When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. This, this tells me that the Holy Spirit didn't allow his conscience to rest. He was troubled. He probably did things to try to quieten his, his conscious thoughts. David knew he was wrong. However, he kept God waiting. And I tell you, we serve such a merciful God. You know, we have dyslexia. And if we're honest with ourselves, our response to it has not always been the best. We have, some of us, I would just say some of us have been angry. Some of us have taken it out on other people. We have not always responded well. 
to it. Through that, we may have hurt some people. And at the end of the day, our response to it has maybe hurt God. And that is something we really need to talk to him about. And keep in mind, we're talking about knowing God. And sometimes we like to think knowing God means something that is always something very pleasant, something of a good feeling, a good place. The, the center of knowing God is to be honest with God, to be transparent with God. This is how we know God because he already knows us. But when we allow ourselves to be open and vulnerable to him, we allow him to take more room in our life. And this is what we see happening to David. I don't know what shaped David. I don't know how he came to the place where he thought it was okay to, you know, take another man's wife and get her pregnant and then try to cover it up and then end up killing her husband. Then to pretend that nothing happened and to go on with his life as if God wasn't paying attention, that God had not taken notice, that this incident did not hurt God. I mean, think about it. God is telling David, why did you despise me? That hurt. I mean, to hear those words from Nathan that was a prophet of the Lord and the Lord is telling David, why did you despise me? Because he first says you despise my character when he talks about the law. He says, why did you despise me? And what can David say? <laughs> and one, thing I, one, one thing I like about David, he didn't offer any excuse. He didn't say, well, this, well, that, or this, or that, or that, or this. He just accepts it. You know, God, you're right. I waited and I shouldn't have waited and I should have come to you a long time ago. And he didn't try to fix it up. He didn't try to talk God out of his judgment. He didn't try to, you know, make light of it. He accepted the truth of it. This is getting to know God. And maybe only feel like ugly level but this is getting to know God because what God was able to show David in a place that he would probably have preferred not to have needed to show him was his judgment and his mercy because he could have taken David's life he could have allowed circumstances to be such that David lost his life that David was just eternally lost in the midst of his sins but he didn't but he allowed David to see the horror of his his mistakes. He had to live with it. And he ended up lo losing children over it. I know that David learned a very valuable lesson. And he, and he was able to see a side of God that we don't always want to see. But because of the choices that we make, we need to see. Our journey with dyslexia, it has been difficult. And some of the difficulty is, especially if you're our age, and I'm talking about over 40 and 50 years old, it was just hard. I mean, the educational laws for us during that time period just wasn't really there. And, it, it, you know, people didn't really understand it. People didn't know how to treat it. They wanted to call it something else. Even today, people are little pressed to even admit that there's a such thing as dyslexia. It's crazy. Our response to dyslexia is what it has been, but we don't have to continue on this particular journey. We can change. We can make a U-turn. That's what repentance is. We can turn around. We can head back to Christ. And that's what making more room for him means. Turning around, heading back to Christ, 
allowing him to heal those places, heal those wounded places that has been just kind of left open and festering. And we think, sometimes we think that they're not even there anymore. But they, you know, pain will always find expression. Just like joy and love will always find a way to express itself. Pain does as well. As we get to know God, going back to our the text of scripture that we read in the beginning, he will deliver us out of all of our tribulations if we let him. Whatever you're feeling about dyslexia, you know, some people are depressed, some people feeling inadequate, some people are fearful and ashamed, some people are just angry. Whatever those emotions are, whatever your thoughts are, get to know God through giving him those feelings and those thoughts and those wounded places. He stands so ready to heal. He stands so ready to comfort and to guide us. So turn to him now. Don't keep him waiting. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Thank you for joining me. We have come to the end of another podcast. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Making Room for More. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to making more room for Christ in their life today.